Hi, this is Michelle from The Fringe Following. Today is November 17th, 2020, and Trump is still our president. And that is great news. Now, not everyone wants us to believe that, however. Facebook has recently changed Trump's title from president to presidential candidate. If you look him up, it no longer says that he is the president of the United States, even though he is. They have they have demoted him to presidential candidate, um, basically erasing the past four years and what all that he's done, which I find hilarious. And I just can't believe the balls of big tech as they continue to just gaslight us. Every time I turn around, there's some sort of election warning. If there's some post about election fraud, we are all in a place of waiting right now while this is all happening. And I hate the waiting place. It's never been a fun place of mine. And it continues as we wait to see what is happening with this election. Now, of course, there are many people who say that this is resolved and that Biden won. And why doesn't he have access to um, national security yet? Why hasn't Trump conceded? The thing is, though, and I know that some can probably relate to this. I have seen so many Sidney Powell videos of her interviews, mainly on Fox and Lee Dundas, which is a lawyer that's peripherally involved with this. But what really hasn't happened yet is the proof that they say is out there that, you know, they're going to release the Kraken. We need to wait. It's going to happen. We have all this proof, yet nothing has really shown itself yet. We see instances and in lots of videos of people who engaged in fraud, convincing the elderly to vote a certain way, people that wouldn't let the Republicans in when they were counting votes on election day. They would just let the Democrats in. All of this is really bad in and of itself. However, we haven't seen the actual proof that everyone who's close to the situation says exists. So for me right now, I have to admit, it's a little tough. I hear it's going to break. He's going to win. He's going to take it. You know, court cases have been filed. And there's proof. And there was talk that we went into Germany and took over where Dominion servers were. And part of the frustration is, is that MSM won't cover it. Fox may interview people that kind of know this, that, or the other thing, but they're not they're not really deploying boots on the ground to go to Germany or go to wherever to cover this. That That's not being done. And the other peripheral news sources that are out there that are becoming more popular since people have turned away from Fox and MSM in general, they don't have the money to send someone to Germany. They're still, you know, getting their feet on the ground and enjoying their new popularity, of course. However, they're not going to have a correspondent in every city in the in the world. So here we all are in the waiting place. The waiting place for people on the right is a hard place to be. We poured our hearts and souls into standing by Trump, even though everything, and I mean everything, was against us from 
the culture to popular opinion to big tech. Everyone is tearing us down, saying we're wrong, saying we're wrong, saying we're wrong. It begins to really chip away. And then when you see all these people show up for Trump and all these people show up for the MAGA rally that was in D.C., the Million MAGA March in D.C. on Saturday. It's tough. It's tough. You know that amount of people would not have showed up for Biden if the situation was reversed. I mean, Antifa might have showed up to create mayhem if if Biden wasn't the winner. Yeah, they might have done that in, in droves. I wouldn't say a million, but definitely enough to cause damage. And yes, they did actually show up to MAGA to harass the poor people who were out there simply because they chose a candidate. And of course, of course, Biden doesn't say squat, especially after he calls for unity. Uh, People still want to march for their choice for president. Antifa attacks. He stays silent. You draw your own conclusions. But when it becomes to Biden anyway, for me, just lowest expectation that you can muster about him and then times it by 10. And that's probably what he'll end up doing. (laughs) And I'm not trying to be cruel here, but just look at his character and look at everything that's been uncovered and what we've covered in our podcasts. And, you know, does anyone on the left really, truly believe that he won? I mean, really? Oh, you know, come on. Come on, man as Joe Biden would say, I just don't buy it. I I don't buy it. So what are you telling yourselves to sleep at night? Oh, we finally won the good over the bad. All he was was not Trump. And that was good enough for you. I have to admit, I'm just sick and tired of it all. All of it. From the censorship over censorship over censorship over censorship again and again and again with the propaganda. It's literally propaganda on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube about the election and how the results have been decided and claims of election fraud. There, There are no valid claims. It hasn't been proven. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm also sick of the other side as well. I have to admit, You know, sometimes people treat Trump like he's their savior and that our only hope is if he wins, if he brings it, if Biden doesn't become president. And I get that. There is just so much at stake here. And do we have a corrupt system? Yes. But I also believe it's been corrupt for an incredibly long time. If that's the case, it's going to take a lot to bring that corruption to light because that corruption has been allowed to play and thrive in darkness. And if this truly goes all the way back maybe to Obama and how he won, then wow, that's a lot of years of being lied to. Maybe it goes back even further. Who knows? But that's a lot of years that we're going to have to dig up and fight. Even if those counts of fraud It's too late to investigate. Oh, well, who cares? It's over and done with. That's still been there this long. And so there's people out there that are highly vested in hiding and shielding it. So as we're going in and we're looking, it's going to take time. But in the meantime, we had an election. 
You know, the press announced that Biden had won erroneously. And the millions and millions and millions that supported Trump are left in this waiting place. And to be honest, there's not a whole heck of a lot that we can do. If we saw election fraud, we can certainly report it and do whatever that entails. We can write letters to Trump. We can support one another. We can gather. But really, the uncovering of the fraud, for the most part, is out of our hands. It's in other people's hands, Trump's hands, the lawyers, the people, Rudy Giuliani, the people that are making these claims. So what do we do in the meantime? And that's the hard part. For me, I'll, I'll be honest, I am staying away from media in general, even my fringe sources. Because right now, until something definitive comes out there, it's really hard to, oh, they found this thing, and oh, they found these votes are getting overturned and that. But until until it finally shakes down and becomes truth and reality, until we actually see the results, it's still all conjecture. It's still all hype. It might be hype that we enjoy because it's it's proving the outcome that we dearly want. But for right now, we're still in the waiting place. No matter how you slice or dice it, we're still in the waiting place. Will we all be justified in the end? That's what we want. We want payback for putting ourselves out there, putting ourselves on the line. We want that reward. It's not easy. It's not, not easy being a Trump supporter in this culture. I mean, what did Ilhan Omar recently call Donald Trump's rallies? Klan rallies? Klan rallies. And hey, they're allowed to say this without being fact-checked. They're not getting fact-checked. Are these Klan rallies? No, they fucking aren't. Clan rallies. Yet they're allowed to say it because everything continues to be in their favor. And that's the energy that we're up against. I can really empathize with those of you that have friends and family that are on the left and they're not worried or concerned or they even think that this socialism idea is great. Yeah, that thought just made me sick to my stomach how anyone could actually think that. Seriously, one of the greatest hoaxes I have ever seen in my lifetime. The Biden winning. The socialism is great. All the movies, all the studies that I went through as a child. And I think there was a huge, huge shift of education between when I went through school and some people even, you know, five, seven years younger than me seem to have had a completely different schooling because they seem very pro-socialistic most of them. And I learned the downfalls of socialism when I was in junior high and high school and how that wasn't a good deal and how it was a failed experiment. I saw the wall come down. So many people I know think that this would be a good thing. Free health care, forgive college debts without realizing someone else has to pay for that, without realizing the great cost to our freedom. Right now, we can't find the answers. Right now, we desperately want to find the answers, but right now, we aren't. The people that have the proof, but they haven't revealed it fully. All we can do is stand by and wait. But it could be worse. There could be no legal challenges to this election. Biden could have most definitely won with no fraud, no proven fraud at all. And he definitely is our next president. That hasn't happened yet. And now there seems to be a resurrection of COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. Some places aren't allowed to have Thanksgiving. Some places are 
tightening up restrictions. Depends on where you're at. Depends on, sadly, it depends on the political affiliation of where you live. A lot of times, right now, they have gotten more strict where I'm at. When I went to Starbucks today, I don't know what I was thinking, but as soon as I got into Starbucks, I went to address a lady and she has the plastic up. So I I flipped the thing on my mask. It was like almost compulsive, one ear so that my mouth would um, be exposed because I'm thinking, okay, she's not going to be able to hear me through this plastic. But then they all freaked out that I needed to wear my mask. And I thought, oh my God, what am I doing? What was I thinking? My primary thing was, well, I wanted to be heard because through a mask, through plexiglass, maybe she isn't going to be able to hear me. Totally forgetting the reason why I wore the mask in the first place was because society is deeming that I must, even though it's not proven at all that it really has helped or changed anything. Yet this is what we are brainwashed to believe. So that was a little bit disconcerting. I'm like, whoops, forgot. I'm not at home. I'm in a public place. This is what's required of me now. And yeah, I don't want to, I'm not the one to make waves. I'm not the one to say, I, I don't mask. Masking's bullshit, blah, 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 blah. It's not me. I And then when I got my drink, I was running late for a Zoom meeting. I had a, a certain place I was going to go for my Zoom meeting to set up my computer and surf the Wi-Fi, but I was running late. And I said, you know what? I'll just set up here at Starbucks. So picked up my drink, went back to my car, picked up my backpack, walked to the Starbucks. The back door was locked. I walk all the way around. The only way to get from the back to the front is to walk where cars are through the drive-through. So I'm thinking, wouldn't that be funny if I got killed by a car on my way to the front door of Starbucks when they're worried about me spreading this stupid-ass COVID that, you know, point. 04 people die from percentage wise in the United States. So anyhow, I get all the way to the front, back with my drink, back with my backpack, grabbed a snack. I'm all set, going to get to that meeting. I walk in past the barista where I got the drink and proceeded to the dining area. It's a bigger Starbucks. And first I noticed there's no one there. <laughs> And then I noticed signs on the table and I hear someone, ma'am, ma'am, in the background. And it dawned on me, the dining area was closed, which would make sense because there weren't a lot of cars in the parking lot. And usually that place is packed with cars and I got primo parking and now I know why. And I looked over at the lady calling my name. We're not open. The dining room's not open. I'm like, yes, I know. So I went through all that just to realize I'm going to have to be late to my meeting, go to my, you know, pre-planned destination where I know I can set up, I have to wear a mask, but I know I can get on the Wi-Fi and everything. And so, yeah, I was a little late to the meeting, but I was just fuming, stewing. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what our life is about now. We can't go anywhere. I haven't gone anywhere in days. Because it's like, why? Why do I want to go somewhere where everyone's afraid of everything? And me, my simple presence means that I'm putting everyone else at risk. I don't truly feel that way, but everyone else feels that way. That's the energy. And I don't like being out 
in that energy. I don't like being around it where everyone's scared and paranoid and everything. If this really was where we were all dropping down in the streets, we were all dying, this really was a big deal, that would be a different story. And that's how I treated this at at first because that's what I drank the Kool-Aid. But now that I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, it's hard for me to be around the ones that do drink the Kool-Aid. And so I, I go to my meeting after the whole Starbucks thing, get on, get on late. And no, it isn't a meeting about COVID, but of course the topic comes up and people are talking about the vaccine. And there are so many people looking to the vaccine to be their savior for this issue. Once that gets out, everything will be great. The schools will start. Yet nobody is really wondering how long this will take. Um, we actually had a doctor in the group and he said, yeah, we might we might have a vaccine, but we still, you know, it's going to be rolled out in phases. It still hasn't been tested completely. Vaccines take years. And, you know, it will be a long, long, long process. And here's where I get a little nutty and crazy. You know, pretty much everyone in this group is like, can't wait for that vaccine. You know, COVID is a real threat. I, I wish I could go out of my house, but I, I don't feel safe. These, this is the mindset of a lot of people. And this is not my mindset. So how, and I, I love these people. They're great. They have a lot of wonderful characteristics and I'm not judging that, but how can I relate to them? How can I relate that everyone's up in arms about COVID again? It's increasing. It's flu season. Shut down Thanksgiving. Be scared to breathe, to live. And I'm not. I can't join them in that fear. I can't join them in them wanting a vaccine. First of all, I don't want a vaccine. I don't want it touching my body. I have no desire to have one. I Pray to God that it isn't mandated for everyone or it becomes like Nazi Germany where you have to show your card that you've been vaccinated or you're not going to be allowed into grocery stores and such. And if you think that can't happen, think again, because we're already trending towards that with the government telling you what you need to do with your house for Thanksgiving and probably Christmas. It is absolutely 100% ridiculous. But yeah, I was in a group of about 10 people a day. There might have been other minority opinions. Not everyone was chiming in. I know it's not politically correct to chime in and say, oh, this is all bullshit, whatever, whatnot. Yeah, okay. But a lot of people were very, very, you know, concerned about the vaccine, hoping that it came out, concerned about getting COVID, being scared to go anywhere, These are the people that drink the Kool-Aid and keep drinking the Kool-Aid. And I just can't join them. I just can't. And so to see such a stark black and white difference between those who believe that COVID deserves all of these precautions and those that don't isn't even a political thing. It's actually whether you want to live your life by fear or not. And I can't. I would rather get it and whatever that brings 
than live my life in fear all the time. It's just not a way I can live my life. And to see so many people buy into this lie, buy into this narrative, drink the Kool-Aid and never question and have discussions like that is the basis of understanding for everyone that we all agree this is a bad thing and very contagious and that it's horrible and we've got to do all these things. I just can't be a part of. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go around licking all the fruit at Safeway. <laughs> it it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm, you know, not going to wash, you know, refuse to wash my hands and wipe my nose, uh, you know, all the time with my hand just so hopefully I can get it. No, but I can't join in. I am an outcast to the culture. I'm an outcast to the culture anyway, because I voted for Trump and I'm pretty sure most people in the group today were of the opposite voting. And again, I don't ding them. I respect people and their differences of their political beliefs. But then when you layer on the COVID thing and how I disagree with that as well, God, I want to make my own little society where people, <laughs> we all believe that one thing because it's, it's such a hard divide to cross. Um, clearly, I was not in my house when I was meeting with them. Are there some people thinking, why isn't she at home? Why is she taking the risk? Why is she possibly spreading it to other people? I don't, I don't know. And I know I really shouldn't care. And I didn't. But it is a tough, tough barrier to cross, regardless of where they are politically, the COVID barrier, you either believe it or you don't. Or maybe you're somewhere in between. I wanted to talk about my experience at Starbucks and how fucking ridiculous that was that they closed down the whole dining room. How inconvenient and how imposing is this all on our lives now? That's that's what I wanted to talk about. Why are the schools closing down again, even though there aren't any incidences here in my area of children getting it? Why are they closing them down again? That's what I would love to talk about. But instead, no, we're discussing vaccines and and how it will save all of us eventually. And I just can't buy it. If you do have a healthy fear of COVID for whatever reasons, maybe you have a compromised immunity, you've had respiratory issues in the past, I don't fault you. I just go and quarantine. I'm not saying you need to go out, run around and, you know, lick all the fruit at Safeway. <laughs> but what I am saying is, you know, leave it up to us whether we want to quarantine or not. You know, what you decide with you and your family is one thing because that's your home and that's your decision and everyone needs to play by the same rules or you're going to be passing it to one another. But outside of that, don't put us in the spot where we have to change our lives because of your fear. And that's what I can't do. And that's what I'm rubbing up against. Personal responsibility. If I knew I was prone to diabetes, which actually I am, it would be wise and smart of me to not eat sugar, not get sodas, not get these lattes I love so much. Because eventually my pancreas might break down. But Starbucks is partly responsible if I get diabetes because they're, they're selling me that damn thing, right? They should know better. I should have a big D on my forehead. They shouldn't sell me that stuff. I mean, that's really 
what all these restrictions boil down to when you think about it is that I'm expecting other people to protect me when all I can do is protect myself and make my own choices. And once again, that segues into socialism. And as for the state of certainty or uncertainty that we're in right now, a theme word for this month, and that theme word is certainty. I have a lot of uncertainty in my life right now, including this election. So I know that a lot of you patriots can relate. But here's a way to kind of segue from uncertainty versus certainty. Try this. Instead of saying, I hope President Trump wins, say, instead of I hope, I wonder what will happen if President Trump wins. Changing your hope into wondering keeps it more on a lighter level. Because what happens when I hope President Trump wins, if he doesn't, oh my God, we're going to go socialism and my children, my children's children, and we're all going to have to give up our wealth and we're going to turn into the socialistic country where we're, you know, it just spins out of control when you start using the word hope. But when you use the word wonder, I wonder what will happen if Trump wins. Kind of keeps it lighter, even though some of us know, well, that could definitely go to some violence. But I wonder if President Trump does win, the election gets overturned, and the violence is is squelched. I wonder. It really changes the energy. And I just wanted to impart that with you as well. These times of uncertainty are really hard, that instead of rapidly looking for answers through all media sources right now and trying to determine what the outcome's finally going to be, because there's not enough info out, out there right now for us to know, just encourage you, change the I hope to an I wonder and see if that helps, because I know it's helping me. I have learned a lot relearned a lot about the Constitution and how a president is decided. And that is not a bad thing. As we grow in our love for this country, examine how we feel about this country. Just think, this was 10 years ago. I know 10 years ago, I wasn't much of a patriot. Yes, I was Republican. Yes, I was pro-USA and thought this was the, the greatest country on the planet, and I still do. However, I didn't know about the Constitution. I didn't know about the amendments and how the election process worked. I kind of knew. I had to learn it for high school. I knew it way back when, the Electoral College, kind of, sort of. I understood the reasons behind it, but not all the intricacies of it. I understand that now. And I think as you love someone or something, you love this country, this entity known as the United States of America. When you love someone, you want to know more about them. And I do want to know more. And I do appreciate the wisdom of our forefathers. And I understand from that wisdom, our country has thrived thus far. And when that wisdom is challenged, and it's, and we're brought up against people that are tearing it down and think they know better, even though there isn't a country on earth that could prove that its socialism has worked and that it's better 
than the than what we have going on here. When I have to look at all that, it makes me love my country more. It makes me dig in my heels more. It makes me realize and appreciate what we all have. Huge part of us don't see that, want to change that. And that's scary. It's kind of like being in a relationship with someone and kind of taking them for granted. I think we all do. And then when you realize that you could lose them for whatever reason, maybe they had a near-death experience or maybe there was something else going on and you realize all of a sudden, wow, I have it really good. I really need, need to pay attention here and put more effort into it. And I think that is how I'm feeling about the United States. Wow, <laughs> I have it really good. And now that freedom is being threatened. What I took for granted all these years and thought was my ina- inalienable right could now be taken away from me. And wow, how important that is. And thank God for that wake up. I am thankful and grateful for that wake up. I think it's important and I think it's necessary. And I think that's where many Americans find themselves right now. If you're one of the people that cried over the results of the election, or it's all a reminder of how important this truly is to us. And no matter where you're at or what school system you're in or what age you are, not saying that everyone young is pro-socialism or everyone old is pro-capitalism. Some of us know We really know how good America is. Keep that spirit and keep that feeling and keep that faith during this place of waiting. That's what's going to carry you through. This is Michelle with The Fringe Following. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next news cycle.